um, as we start off, just a little exercise. Imagine you're a psychiatrist uh, to little creatures, okay? You got it? Okay, you're in your little psychiatry uh, office, and um, little creatures come in, and you have to counsel them, okay? And the first one that comes in is a tadpole. Tadpole comes in, laying there on the couch. Tadpole comes in, he goes, I don't know, my life's going nowhere. I got this big head, little tail. I just swim around in circles. I feel like my life's going nowhere. And as the psychiatrist and the expert, you go, oh, but it's not always going to be this way. Things are going to change for you. And you're like, the tadpole's like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, you're actually going to grow four legs with webbed feet, and you can swim wherever you want to swim. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you're going to actually get on the land, and you'll be able to go on land, and you'll be able to hop around, and, and you'll be a hunter, and you'll hunt flying creatures, and you'll eat them. And you'll sing songs, and you'll croak, and Tadpole's like, no, that's impossible. I can't. I'm just a tadpole. Fat head, little tail. Things ain't going to change. Your next client comes in, and, and uh, comes, sits on the couch, and it's a caterpillar, you know? Monarch caterpillar comes crawling in. It's got a whole bunch of short little feet, legs, and he goes, yeah, my life's going nowhere, man. I'm just fat, I just lay around, I have an eating disorder, all I want to do is eat, 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 eat. My life's going nowhere. And you're like, oh, no, things are going to change. Things are going to look up for you. You know, pretty soon, you're going to grow some wings. And you're going you're gonna to have these long, spindly legs and get rid of those short, fat little legs. And, and you'll actually be able to fly from Minnesota to Mexico in two weeks. And the caterpillar looks at you and goes, come on, you got to be kidding. Things aren't ever going to change. They're always going to be the same for me. Now, you and I know that tadpoles become frogs, which is kind of a weird thing, isn't it? And we know that fat little caterpillars become butterflies. They change. They're transformed into these new things. And here at K2 The Church, we oftentimes talk about being transformed or, or uh, becoming, growing into the image of Christ, about having a changed life. And I thought, boy, imagine if everyone at K2 became like Jesus. Everyone was becoming like Jesus every day, closer and closer to Him. I was imagining... What could we accomplish if that was the case? If it was the case that every one of us would say, okay, imagine I'm going to be like Jesus. Imagine if everyone forgave each other like Jesus forgave us. Imagine if everyone loved their neighbor like Jesus loved us. Imagine if every orphan in the Philippines was no longer an orphan and had a place to live and and food to eat. Imagine if every homeless person in Salt Lake City had a home. Imagine if everyone at K2 spoke truthfully, if everyone had everyone else's interest in mind. What if everyone gave their life away every day? There's nothing we wouldn't be able to accomplish. Is there? Wouldn't that be awesome? Would that be awesome? Well, Lois believes it'll be awesome, so I believe Lois. 
the other day, a couple weeks ago, I didn't even know I was going to be speaking on this, but I was, I was praying, and I was kind of down in the dumps, to be honest with you. I was praying for my friends and things that are going on in my life and people here in the church and people that I know from other places. And I was kind of, I was really disappointed. There was a lot of people who were believers and they're just making bad choice after bad choice. They're, they're choosing sin and they're not acting anything like Jesus and their attitudes are not like Christ at all. And these are people who know better. Right? And I'm like, wow. And because, of, because they're making all these choices and they're doing these things, right? Bad things are happening instead of good things being accomplished. And I was really down in the dumps. I mean, I was like, Jesus, I don't even want to pray for anyone else. This is just depressing me. And, and then I was reminded, um, I was reminded of when Jesus was here on earth and it was a time in his life where he was very popular. You can read about it in John chapter 6. He was so popular, thousands and thousands of disciples were following him. Thousands and thousands of people were following Jesus. And they were like, oh, we want to be a disciple of Jesus. We want to follow him. We want to learn from him. And at this one point, there was 5,000 people, and they all ran out of food because they were loving hanging out with Jesus. And Jesus fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and, and two fish. And it was a miracle. And they were like, wow. This guy's, this guy's worth following. I want to follow this guy forever. And so they all got fed and they were full and Jesus was praying for people and people were getting healed and everything was going great. And then the next day happened and like, you know, you wake up, you're hungry again, right? Well, in the night, Jesus had left. Him and his disciples, they'd gone away. And the people were like, we're hungry. We want some more. We want some more of this Jesus thing, right? Jesus can feed us lunch. He can pray for us. He can teach us. It's going to be awesome. We get to hang with them. Awesome. So they get there, and they, they come talk to Jesus. They're like, Jesus, hey. I, uh, we're here. We're hungry. Give us something to eat. And in John chapter 6, verse 51, it's up here on the screen. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of this world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Wait a second, weren't they just all happy and fat with Jesus? Oh, Jesus is so wonderful. Wait a second, wait a second. You want us to eat your flesh and drink your blood? Ugh! It was revolting to them. I'm like, what? We don't want to do this. And then something happened. In verse 66, it says, From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Wow, that's kind of sad, huh? Actually, 5,000 of them. Just 12 people standing there left. Jesus is a really popular guy. From this time on, many of his disciples turned back and would no longer follow him. And Jesus asked the 12, you do not want to leave too, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom should we go? 
You, are, you alone have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. And when I went back to the teachings of Jesus and I, and I put them into helping me learn what I was trying to learn in my time of prayer and my time of disappointment with others, I realized, I realized this. First thing, not everyone who's a disciple of Jesus will continue being a disciple of Jesus. Well, that's not a very fun fact to learn, is it? It's not a very fun thing to think about, but the truth is that many people decided to follow Jesus when he was on earth, and they decided not to follow him later. And I, I realized that here I was, I was disappointed in others, but really, to be honest, I've never been disappointed in Jesus. I've never been disappointed in him. He's never disappointed me. And the reason why I was down in the dumps, the reason why I was getting all depressed in my prayer time is because where was my focus? It was on everyone else, right? My focus was on everyone else. Oh, they're doing this, and this kid's making this choice, and this guy's doing this, and this, and I'm like, oh. My focus was on everyone else, (laughs) why they weren't following Jesus. And I had to get my focus back, back on Jesus, (laughs) back on him, and go, okay, this is really about me. It's really about my responsibility to follow him. Sure, we can all imagine if everyone at K2 was all becoming like Jesus, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be awesome? And you guys say, yes, that would be awesome. But you know what? It doesn't really matter if we're all doing it. It matters if I'm doing it, and it matters if you're doing it if you are becoming like Jesus. Jesus made it real personal to his disciples. (laughs) He says, okay, everyone else has left. Do you want to leave too? Seriously. I mean, you've been following me, but here's, here's, here's an out. You want to leave me too? And Peter and the rest of the disciples are like, there's no way. You're the only one who we know is a true son of God. You are the one who has eternal life. It comes down to me, and it comes down to you. The choice to follow Jesus, really, the the choice to become like Jesus, is really your own personal choice. If you can become like Jesus, the Bible says we can. It's this hope that he gives to us. So imagine now, if you become like Jesus. Some of you are like, oh boy. You feel like the uh, tadpole sitting on the couch right now. Big fat head, little tail. My life's going nowhere. All right. But just imagine with me. Just use your imagination. What if you became like Jesus? What would change in your life? What would change in your family? What would change at your work, at your school, in your relationships? What would change in your life if you became like Jesus? What would change in this world if that happened? And I know for a fact that there's always hope that we can change. There's always hope that we can follow Jesus. Because here's what Jesus said. 
it was always an invitation. He was always inviting people. Jesus was always saying, come, follow me. Come, follow me. Come, learn from me. Come on, learn from me. Come on, obey my commandments. Come on, trust me. He was always inviting people to put their trust in him and to obey him and to follow him and to do what he's asking them to do. And so the hope we have is that he actually invites us to do this. He invites us to follow him, to do what he's asking us to do. He gives us a vision of saying, yeah, you might be a little tadpole sitting on a couch with a big fat head and a little tail, but someday you're going to have wings. (laughs) Someday you're going to fly. And he gives us a vision of our life, what it can be if we choose to follow him. I know for myself, my life is filled with God's mercy. My life is filled with God's mercy. I mean, I look at myself and I go, I don't deserve to be a follower of Jesus. I don't deserve to be up here talking about being a follower of Jesus. If you knew my life before I was a follower of Jesus, you'd say, Ugh, I wouldn't even want to be around that guy. But God changed my life. He came into my heart. He changed my life. He gave me permission to follow him, which I think is really cool. And that he would even ask me to follow him. Isn't that? He gave me permission to follow him, and I said, yes. Okay, I'm going to follow you. doesn't mean I become perfect. But I gave him permission to change my life as I follow him and his teachings in the Bible. I have a lot of friends uh, in this world. And as I thought about a lot of my friends, I thought about what they were before they were followers of Jesus. Some were drug addicts. Some were murderers. Some were prostitutes. Some were thieves. Some were greedy. Some were haters. Some were atheists. Some were Satanists. Some were Dallas Cowboy fans. Some were liars. Some were... Okay, I've never known a Dallas Cowboy fan to actually repent and change their ways. <laughs> but some, some were drunks, some were gang members. I know people who came from all walks of life whose lives were messed up. Some were religious and far from Jesus. I've known all kinds of people. And guess what? If you hang around enough Christians and you ask them their story enough times, guess what you're going to find? You're going to go, oh, I didn't know that about you. Oh, I, I didn't know you. Oh, you were into that. Really? Because we all need to change. No matter where we're at right now, no matter where we were in the past, we have to choose to follow him. We say, I want to follow him. And you give permission to Jesus to change you. To change you. All right, I need a volunteer. Someone who's brave. We have one brave person in the whole place. Come up here. Come on. Come on up. All right. There's some stairs over here you can... All right. You don't have to use the stairs, but I use the stairs, so you have to use the stairs. All right, I'm Dave. I'm Ryan. Ryan. Okay, everyone give it up for Ryan. All right. He has no idea what he volunteered for, but he's going to volunteer anyway. That is true bravery. Okay. So basically, um, you know how to imitate, right? Imitate what? Imitate me. 
You know how to imitate, right? So you just go like this. You like, you got to preach the word like this. Like this, okay, right? So everything I do, you do. All right? Here we go. All right, you ready? Here we go. All right. How do you do? Pretty good? All right. Good job. Thanks. Okay. I don't have a prize. That's it. Okay. All right. He was better than me? Good. All right. See, that's what he should be. He's a follower. So, I don't know. That was just a little silly illustration of, of being a follower. But really, truly, to be an imitator of Christ is to do what he does, Right? To be an imitator of something, you, you follow the same patterns. Um, as Christian Kokoscheit and I were planning the, for this message, he shared with me something that he had, he had discovered in his, in his uh, study. That in the old days, back in Jesus' time, the, the blessing that people would say is, may the dust of your rabbi fall upon you. Meaning, if you followed close to your teacher, so close as following him that the dust that he kicked up from his feet would actually land on you. And that was the hope. And as we follow Jesus, the, the hope is that we follow him so closely that the dust of Jesus lands upon us. The places that he goes, he leads us and he shows us. You know, I, I don't know anyone whose life was changed as much as my dad's. Um, it was about, well, was, he was in his early 40s. He hadn't even had me yet. I was, a, I was the late oops baby of my family. Uh, he's a father of four kids. He's in his 40s. And uh, kind of a sort of a church-going guy. He went to church and everything, but he never knew that he could actually follow Jesus. Never knew it. Nobody ever told him. They told him, you can go to church. You can believe this, 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 and this, and you'll be okay. And he heard a message once. His, his brother actually invited him to a, a concert, a Christian concert, and he went to this concert, and he heard them singing, and he's like, wow, these guys actually, wow, it sounds like they really believe something. And, and then somebody shared, and he, he said, and they said, Whoever wants to follow Jesus, come down here right now. And he came down and he's like, okay, I want to follow Jesus. Okay, I want to do it. So he, he raised his hand and he followed Jesus. And he went home. He's like, i got to find a Bible. So he found a Bible. He's like, okay, who am I following now? Okay, and he starts reading. He's hiding it from my mom. He's like, mm-hmm, i got to see this. So he's like in the corner trying to read his Bible. Like, okay, i got this new thing, right? I'm going to follow him. And so, the next night, he's like, okay, i got to invite my family to do this. So he invited my mom and my brother and my sisters, invited them to, and the next night, they had another concert, and the people sang, and all of a sudden, they said, hey, who wants to follow Jesus? My whole family gets up. I said, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be a follower of him. And my dad's life changed completely. I was born the next year. So I've only, I only knew my dad 
as a follower of Jesus. My brothers and sisters didn't, but I did. And all I knew, I, I saw this man, he just, just a factory guy, worked in a factory, Korean War vet, eighth grade education, worked in a factory, wasn't a preacher, didn't go to seminary, didn't have a special ministry license or a title. He just was a follower of Jesus. And his life totally changed. He, he now went to prisons and, and visited people, which would have never crossed his mind before he became a follower of Jesus. He went to the nursing homes and, and, and talked to people about Jesus who, who were just lonely and, and needed a friend. He had never thought about doing that before. He served in his church as a, as a Sunday school teacher and as, as a deacon and, and all these different things. And things that he would have never thought about before had he not been a follower of Jesus. And I can go on and on and on about the things that my dad did and the lives that he touched and the people he shared Christ with and the people he gave new, that had new life because of what he shared with them. Why? Because he said yes to Jesus. He became a disciple and a follower of Jesus. In John chapter 8, um, verses 31 and 32, this is the key, seriously. This is the key to being a follower of Jesus. To the Jews who believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, first of all, to the believers, he said, there's a challenge, okay? So you've got to write this challenge down, okay? Make sure you write this down. If you don't get paper and pen before you come into church, you should really do that, because it's really good to take notes. Anyways, I like to. All right. The challenge is, hold to my teachings, okay? I'm holding a water bottle right now, okay? In my other hand, I'm holding a Bible. I can't do that without my hands, can I? can't really hold on to it. And Jesus says, hold it, and hold it close, okay? Hold on to my teachings. That's the challenge. Because if we know the teachings of Jesus, they're kind of hard. They're not always easy, Some of them are easy. Some of them are really hard. Jesus said, if you hold on to my teachings, that's the challenge. After the challenge comes the promise, right? So write this down, the promise. The promise is, you will be my disciples and you will know the truth. Now, is that a pretty good promise? Knowing the truth? How many of you want to know the truth, right? Three of you. How many here want to know truth, right? How many of you just want to just follow someone else's lies? No, okay, all right. How many want to know truth? Okay, all right. You want to know truth. Jesus said, the challenge is, okay, if you hold to my, you got to hold to my teachings. You got to hold to my teachings. The promise is, then you'll be my disciples. A disciple is a learner and a follower. Someone who stands really close and listens and watches and learns from his master. Then you will know the truth. What is the end result? Write this down. The end result is the truth will set you what? 
free. The truth will set you free. You see, following Jesus isn't a, going back to the bondage of religion or the bondage of sin or the bondage of anything. The message of Jesus is you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Free to do whatever he's asking you to do. Free, no restrictions. Freedom. The truth will set you free. I'm really surprised as I, as I talk to people how, how few people actually get into the teachings of Jesus. People who are followers of Jesus get into his teachings. Do you know that the teachings of Jesus are less than 100 pages in most Bibles? 100 pages. They're found in four books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're called the four Gospels. And each of them are like a 25-page pamphlet on Jesus' teachings. Do you realize that? Jesus' teachings are found in pamphlets. That's what they were. Here's a pamphlet on Jesus' teaching. 25 pages. This is what Mark recorded. This is what, Luke re- this is what Luke recorded. This is what John recorded. This is what Matthew recorded about Jesus' teachings. They're not long and complicated. It's not like an encyclopedia of Jesus' teachings. You can actually listen to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John on an audio CD or an audio download. You can actually listen to them in less than 10 hours. You can hear the whole teachings of Jesus, everything he ever taught and did, in less than 10 hours. If you were to listen to the first seven books of Harry Potter, it would take you 70 hours. Do you realize that? 10 hours. Could we give 10 hours to Jesus just to listen to his teachings? Really, some of, some of you like, like to burn through novels or like to read the newspaper or, or some of you just read Facebook. That's all you read so you can catch up with all your friends. But really, reading 100 pages, is that a lot? That's nothing compared to all the many books that we've probably read in our lifetimes. You can actually get a free download. You want to, hey, free is good, right? You can write this down. You can get a free download of audio, the audio Bible. I'll give you the website if you want. It's called faithcomesbyhearing.com. All one word, faithcomesbyhearing.com. You can go there. You can, download, you can download the teachings of Jesus. You can download the whole Bible if you want. You can listen to it on your computer. You can put it on your iPod. How would our life change if, if before we read anything in the day, we read the teachings of Jesus? Before we read that next book, we read the teachings of Jesus. What would, what would our lives, how would our lives change if before we flipped on the radio or the TV for the day, we listened to the teachings of Jesus and his life? How much would our life be better? So this is your assignment this week. Assignment for me and assignment for you if you want to do it. Okay, before you turn on any other TV, radio, before you open up another book or Facebook or whatever kind of book, magazine, open up the teachings of Jesus. Just start reading them. And just pray. Okay, Jesus, I want to be a follower of you. I want to do what you're asking me to do. So imagine if your life 
Imagine your life as a follower of Christ. You know, the teachings of Jesus paint a picture of a good life, a full life, a changed life. Imagine your life filled with love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, faith, and self-control. Imagine that life. Imagine a life freed from addiction, freed from sin, freed from darkness. Imagine that life. Imagine a life full of Christ, full of light. Imagine what you could accomplish. Imagine if you forgave others like Jesus forgave you. If you loved your neighbor as much as Jesus loved you. Imagine. Imagine if you spoke truthfully. If you had other people's interests in mind. Imagine what would happen. And guess what would happen? This is the cool part. If I do my part, and I continue to follow Jesus, and if you do your part, and you continue to follow Jesus, guess what happens? Then we're all going to do it. And there's nothing that we can't accomplish here on earth for him and for his glory. So I don't know where you guys are at today. I don't know where you are. You might be a believer, and you may just say, Hey, I'm. Recently, I haven't been in the teachings of Jesus. I haven't read the teachings of Jesus very much lately. And I need to get back in there. My life isn't really much of an imitation of Christ at all. Maybe you're a believer and lately you just haven't given Jesus permission to check your attitudes, to check your heart. I know that's a, lot, that's a place I go a lot. Like, if I know my heart and my attitude's wrong, I don't want to pray. I don't want to spend time in teachings of Jesus because he's just going to correct me and tell me that I'm wrong. I don't want that. But then when I do, he changes me and it makes such a better place. Maybe you even haven't, maybe you're a person that hasn't even uh, put your faith in Christ yet. Maybe you're, maybe you're there. I don't know. Maybe you, this Jesus thing is just kind of strange to you or weird to you or whatever. Why not give him a shot? Give him 100 pages. Give him 10 hours. See what he is. See what he's like. See if he'll make a difference in your life. You could even be a skeptic. You could be an atheist. You could be an agnostic. And maybe you've never even given Jesus a chance at all. You can give Jesus a shot right now. I was listening on the radio once. Um, about a year ago, I was driving to Reno, and I had nothing better to do but than listen to the radio. You know, driving to Reno. And there was a guy being interviewed on the radio. And he was a self-proclaimed agnostic. Didn't really know if God exists or whatever. And um, he was a sociologist, and he had just written this new book. And uh, he, he was talking about the sociology and the society and, and America and all this stuff. And the interviewer asked him a question about, hey, um, you know, what about religion and all that stuff? And this agnostic sociologist said, you know what really bothers me about Americans? He goes, what really bothers me is, is they want to keep people from learning about Jesus. And people are refusing to read the Bible. They don't want to read the Bible. He said, I think it's ludicrous that the Bible contains the teachings of Jesus, who was the greatest teacher that ever lived, who made more sense than anyone else, and who was transformational in history. 
Why wouldn't anyone want to read and learn from Jesus? I was like, what? Here's a guy who just doesn't even believe in God. And he's like, Jesus is transformational. He'll change your life. I'm like, dude, just do it. So would you give Jesus a shot today? You know, and again, I don't know where you're at in your life. Or what Jesus is even challenging in your heart right now. But you know what we can do? No matter where we're at. So we say, Jesus, okay, I'm going to give you permission again. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to give you permission to change me. To change my heart. To change my attitudes. Change how I live. To change who I am. So would you do that with me today? Would you just bow your heads, close your eyes, and I just want to pray for you today. Jesus, some of us, we know where we came from. We know what we've done. We know where we've been. We know the choices that we've made. And we look at ourselves and our lives and we say, we just don't even, we just don't, we're not even worthy to follow the Son of God, the one who has the words of eternal life. We're just not even worthy. But Jesus, I just ask you to give us all the faith to know and believe that you look at our messed up lives and you look at our bad choices and you look at our failures and you say, I want you to follow me anyway. I want you to follow me anyway. Because if you learn from me, you will have life. And you have life to the full. And today, if you, you're, you're sitting here today and you know some things have got to change in your life, just whisper this prayer to Jesus right now. Just say, change me. Change me. Change me. And if you've never taken the step to follow Jesus and you're like, well, I... I guess I could read 100 pages or listen to 10 hours or I could do that. I could, I could give them a chance and you say, just say, yes, I want to follow you. Yes, I want to follow you. That's all it takes. And that's when life starts to change. Thank you, Jesus, for changing my heart. Thank you for changing my life. Thank you that you want to do transformational things. And imagine, Jesus, imagine if every one of us, oh, Jesus, just imagine if we were all becoming like you, transformed into your image, looking like you, acting like you. Jesus, how great would that be? I pray that that comes to this place today. In Jesus' name, amen.